This is the Disney Podcast 329-2020, to be named later. We didn't think of a name yet. (laughs) (laughs) So we have a problem. (laughs) We didn't think of a name. (laughs) Well, there will be a name. We promise there will be a (laughs) name. To be named soon. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, so... How did we decide to start this podcast? We, I suppose we'll jump right into the uh, to our agenda for our first podcast, episode one. How did we decide to start this podcast? Uh, we have always had multiple conversations about theme parks, Disney, Universal Studios, uh, Six Flags, you name it. We've talked about it. And one of the people we hang out with often... Joe's wife, my stepsister, said, you guys got to record this. Like, we're not necessarily interested in this, but there's definitely some people who would be interested in this. So, Joe and I have decided to start a podcast. I'm Joe. Gary is my my stepbrother-in-law, and we're, um, you know, we're both Disney fanatics. Very often we find ourselves in Disney, in the parks, in Universal, in the parks, usually with a drink in front of us. And the conversation starts about um, the things we love about Disney, the things we don't like about what Disney's doing now or what Universal is doing now. Um, and over and over again, we've heard the same thing. Well, you guys should have a podcast. That's a podcast. And so we decided to start a podcast. So here we are. So here we are, yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> our uh, our um our credentials. Why should people listen yeah. to us on the podcast? We do not have any credentials. The The most we have is the sheer volume of times we've been to theme parks, the sheer volume of things we read about, listen to, and watch on the internet. And we are massive consumers of all things theme park. Joe, you were going to add something? Absolutely. Yeah, That that's basically it. I mean, um, I got my first uh, Disney annual pass in 1994, and I've been a pass holder since then. Uh, Universal, I've had a pass on and off since um, since Islands of Adventure opened. Uh, SeaWorld, I had a SeaWorld pass back when they owned Boardwalk and Base. You know, they were owned by HBJ, and Boardwalk and Baseball was one of their parks in Cypress Gardens. Awesome so roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Still live somewhere in Arkansas, I believe. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, theme parks are kind of like our thing. So, um, you know, credentials? No, we don't have any official credentials, but we do have a lot of experience. Exactly. Uh, so, so uh, you know, we like to just share our thoughts with everybody because um, we know there's a lot of people like us out there, and it's not like there's a shortage of Disney podcasts. But, you know, there's always room for one more. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully there's room for right, one more. Exactly. Yeah, it's a good time for us to create one. <laughs> yeah, um, right. Yeah, especially now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. People are looking for any kind of entertainment. It is, uh, again, it's uh, March 29th. Well, it's actually March. Th- it's April. 4- no, it's March 31st now. Um, and we're in the middle of the COVID crisis. So if anybody's going back and hopefully by now we've had, uh, I mean, hopefully by the time some people are listening to this, we have hundreds of podcasts out there and someone's looking at our archives. So we can 
go back and pay attention to, to remember the, uh, intro times. things that were happening. Yeah, exactly. Things that were happening at this point. But um, did you want to share any Disney stories? I have that down. The only, you know, the only story I have right now is, is you know, we're, it's unprecedented, an unprecedented time for Disney. So it's, it, it, I mean, it's just uh, never in my life that I think in my lifetime I would see Disney World closed completely. Mm. In fact, uh, you know, basically at one time every Disney park in the world was closed. Yep. So um, it's just uh, an unbelievable time right now uh for 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 not just theme parks but the world yeah. and uh i mean it's just it's crazy it's shocking i yeah shocking shocking, it, it, shocking yeah. is the word i mean I, I have to open up my google feed every morning and the first thing i see is amazing you know from every disney blogger is amazing pictures of the empty parking lots yeah. and the empty parks yeah and it's a depressing sight i'm gonna tell you it's starting to get depressing it is yeah. yeah, at first it was interesting to see the bio-reconstruct guy flying over. Um, I'm assuming he has a helicopter flying over and, and seeing just the park totally empty. And not only that, it's not a good time for them to even get into the construction projects that they were doing. All the what? all the cranes are down and everything is just mm-hmm. nothing happening in the park at all. Yep. Yeah, it's strange Con- in the parks. All cons- yeah, all construction, I think, is stopped at Disney World. I think yep. Universal, as what I heard, is continuing construction on the Velocicoaster that's going in Jurassic Park. Um, yeah, like you, I love BioReconstruct's aerial photos, but they're they're getting a bit depressing now. Yep. And uh, SeaWorld has furloughed 90% of their workforce. I would imagine the 10% that's left is probably the people that take care of the animals. And, uh, you know, it's 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 not not fun. That's no. for sure. No. And we'll uh, we'll throw bioreconstruct information um, in the liner notes because we'll have notes at the end of this. So uh, for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, we'll put in a URL to his Twitter feed at least, or uh, I think he has an Instagram too, doesn't he? Maybe Facebook. Too. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this being our first podcast. <laughs> First first episode of our first <laughs> podcast, you will find us stumbling through some things, but I'm going to try to edit most of that out. So it might be a little choppy at first until I get really good with that. So bear with us. I, I don't know. I remember if I said that in the beginning, but so, uh, Joe, do you want to start with theme park news? Yeah, let's All right. start. We, we kind start of off touched with some on news. it a little bit. Well, the first, yeah, the first most obvious news is that, you know, Walt Disney World is is closed until further notice. Um, they've uh, stopped all reservations before June 1st. They're only accepting hotel reservations after June 1st. Um, they are offering free dining for people that rebook that were booked during this time from from the present until May 31st. Um, and, uh, you know, right now that's 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 the. The theme park news of the day. <laughs> yeah. Universal Studios is officially closed until the uh, to the 19th of April, I believe. I, I would imagine that's going to be extended because you know the president and the you know has extended social distancing until the end of April. So I can't see how anybody going to a theme park is going to be able to do social distancing. So I think Universal will probably be closed until the end of April. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, and of course, all the other parks will follow suit. Um, now, uh, I'm an annual pass holder at all of them. They are extending everybody's annual pass for the time that the parks are closed, which is is good. But you know, it's it's um, it'd be better if they were open. Yeah, and Disney doubt. is going to pay their they're going to pay their, their their salaried employees until the 18th of April. But you know, who knows what's going to happen after that? So. Yeah, we were talking earlier about uh, I saw on one of the news feeds that Disney was losing half a million dollars a day just in the Florida parks uh, profit just in the Florida parks. I'll have to check on that number, but um, that you can't sustain that for very long. That's for sure. No, you can't. And I I would imagine what's going to what's going to result from that is going to be some some pretty large cuts to yeah. some of the attractions that were supposed to be gum, uh, coming. So you know, some of the refurbishes, maybe, uh, I don't know about the spaceship earth one and how far along they are. Ratatouille, I'm sure it's safe because it was it's so already, right. Yeah. It's almost done. Uh, uh, the guardians of the galaxy cosmic rewind is another one that's far along. I would imagine that's safe. Um, I did Tron coaster. I did hear that they may be suspending construction on the star Wars hotel. Uh, so, you know, that one might at least temporarily, uh, come to a halt because, well, you know, the economy is not going to be the same when things reopen and, and we might be going through some tough times. Yep. <clears throat> so I'm a, I'm a DBC member and I haven't heard anything about really what's going on with the with DBC points. Um, there's been some discussion. Yes. Yeah. But nothing that I've heard. There was a, um, if you were going to have to cancel that the points would go, would not go back into a holding account. They'd go back into your regular account, but, uh, that only means something to DBC members. <laughs> Correct. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and, but I'm not sure because there's no, there's travel restrictions right now. So I'm not sure how they can keep you to a use year if you can't travel, you know, it makes it, makes it tough, tough it, to it, figure out what they're going to do. Yeah. It makes it very difficult. I, I think that that's a situation like so many other situations right now, that's going to be in flux yeah. that, you know, Disney's going to have to make a decision somewhere down the line. Um, are we going to give, let people use their points that, you know, let them bank those points and use them in another year because it's not uh, really not fair. Um, there, you know, everybody's different right now as far as what they're doing. Like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm Marriott Bonvoy member and, uh, and I'm a Hilton honors member. Hilton has extended status into the next year. So if you're silver or gold or platinum, you're going to be that next year. But Maria, as of yet, has not done that. So we'll see if if they do. So all these companies are doing things differently. And um, hopefully Disney Vacation Club members will, will be able to bank their points and use them in a future year. Yeah, um, I'm sure that will, of course, it's not going to be an easy thing. It's going to cause problems with, with bookings. You know, it's going to be harder to book. But it, it's just something that everybody's going to have to deal with because this is such an unusual situation. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely going to be a lot of it and it's going to be not everyone that's going to be happy with what, what gets decided also, you know, because <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the, there's never... going to be some people who are just going to end up losing points. It just, that's just the way it's going to happen. Losing you know? points, losing money. Uh, yep. You know, it's, it's, 
it's it's a not going to be like you mm-hmm. say not everybody's going to be happy but right. you know it, it it's an unprecedented situation so i think we all have to kind of you know understand what's going on and i think that so far it seems like all these companies are really trying to do their best to protect their customers and 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 uh i think everybody kind of appreciates that so far yep. and, and of course we understand the position that they're in losing unprecedented amounts of cash like you say yep yep yeah yeah so. i was gonna i was gonna make make a comment about that it, it it does seem a lot of corporations a lot of companies are really trying their best to <clears throat> make you know make it as right as possible for people affected by this so far it's early into it but i don't want to get off on a tangent but um but hopefully hopefully it stays that way you know um yeah i know that macy's yeah, had I to agree. furlough yeah. like 130,000 people which is unfortunate, yes. but they're trying, you know, they're trying their best to essentially stay in business and be able to call all those people back, you know, Correct. same, same right. goes for SeaWorld, you know, they furloughed everyone, but they're going to try their best to make sure everyone comes back that wants to come back, that kind of thing. It, so. was, a dip, it was a very bad time for SeaWorld because, you know, they, they're, they're just kind of enjoying a bit of a renaissance after the whole Blackfish um, hit that they took uh, about five, six years ago. And, uh, it was a really, it's really tough right now for them, mm. you know, for this to happen to them because, you know, Disney and Universal are always going to be there. But as this drags on, some of the other companies, they might not be there. You know, yep, uh, some exactly. of the companies that we're used to having around are may not be here anymore, yep. which is unfortunate because when they go, those jobs go too. And, and that's, that's sad. Yep. That's the sad part. Yep. Yep. Or even sadder part, I suppose. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. We should we should shift gears before we depress everyone. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to get de- I'm getting yeah. depressed myself. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I can hear it in both of our voices as I, we're talking. I need a, we start I need a drink and a and a rag. <laughs> I need a drink and a, a rag from you know a, a tissue for my tears. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's see. My my last. Uh, bit of news here, and, and and it does have to do with the with the crisis, but it was a, it was kind of like people trying to make the most of it, and it uh, the, the headline that I got was no theme park, no problem. Disney super fans make magic happen at home, and we'll put a bunch of these links in the in the notes when we're when we're done with this. But fantastic what people <laughs> created in their houses. <laughs> I saw a Jungle Cruise one, which was hysterical. Um, I, the uh, uh, Haunted Mansion fantastic there was a a, a really good pirate one yeah there was really one of the one that i saw i'm trying to in the back of my mind i can't think of what it is but i think i sent it to you um i don't yeah, know I, I, I can't recall it either but any other ones we'll come up with we'll throw in the notes um if you if well, you haven't been watching them on youtube they're fantastic well worth a watch yeah definitely without a doubt watch i mean it, it'll definitely bring a smile to your face <laughs> for sure <laughs> i can't just people put so much effort into these like it was amazing you know and yeah. how do yep. these people have all these props around their house that's what i want to know that's what i know like some of the props yeah. were solid you know yeah. like i don't know if they were homemade or some of them definitely were bought at the parks i guess i mean was this not their first time of recreating the pirates <laughs> of the caribbean <laughs> <laughs> or haunted mansion, yeah. It, or or like, haunted mansion, yeah. Do you really have all those outfits hanging around? <laughs> like, 
Well, I've seen some of the outfits in Memento Mori, so yeah, you can buy true. them there. But but you know, it's it it is like yeah, how how much you spending on this? Yeah, <laughs> All right, so that uh, I'll put news to an end if unless you had yeah. something else news wise. No, no, there's not much. Unfortunately, not too much theme park news right now. So we can move on to a, a, a happier subject. If anybody hasn't noticed, we like talking. Yeah. <laughs> so a little bit of podcast news. We're, we're going to attempt to do these biweekly. Um, hopefully we'll be able to get our next one out around April 12th, which is, as a matter of fact, close to my birthday. So maybe one of the things we can talk about in our next podcast are celebrating your birthday in the park. Um, my daughter just did that at Disneyland, by the way, this year. She is now a teenager. We spent it in so jealous. It was fantastic. <laughs> Plus, all the you know, anybody sees that button and you get a happy birthday. You know, it's it just makes you feel like special on that day. You know, even though you're not the only one wearing that button, but everyone notices, which is fantastic. They do. They do. Yeah. So one of our one of our big things that Joe and I had talked about, and this is important for us. Every future podcast, hopefully, will be able to include a selected cocktail from the park, from somewhere in the park. Uh, we are cocktail aficionados. We like to make, and also we like to consume good craft cocktails. And if anybody knows Disney in the parks, fantastic for uh, craft cocktails. Um, a lot of Joe, great. <laughs> Joe and I have had a bunch <laughs> around the parks. Far but, too uh, many. Far, far too many. many. <laughs> There's been a lot consumed. There's been a lot of money spent. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah, they don't they don't come cheap. Um, no, they in don't. one of our future podcasts, we'll definitely tell the story about the Carnotaurus Meteoris, and hopefully, oh. I will have a uh, I will be able to have a recipe by that time and be able to make it on video, so you can see how to make this fantastic drink. But it packs Gary, a wall up. Gary will have, yeah, Gary will have a story about it because. I don't recall a thing about that day. <laughs> this part. <laughs> mm. Suffice to say, we did start off at the Dawa Bar, and we were celebrating the bartenders. Um, I think she was retiring that week or that day. Do you remember? Was it that it was. week? That that I, season? That I day? Think was, I think it was that day. Was like yeah, her, her last that, day. Well, no, a shift. I, I would say that that la, that was her last weekend. Mm-hmm. I think That's we were there on a, like a Saturday or something, and and she was that was it. Like she was retiring the next day. That sun that Sunday was going to be her last day, and then it started there and just yeah. moved on. And and it and, and let me let me tell you this: you know you drink a lot at Disney when the bartenders yep. remember you. She well, remembered us. <laughs> yeah, we go uh, uh, we go typically uh, annually. Uh, Joe goes a lot more than I do. We go annually, <laughs> and she remembered us. <laughs> and that, that kind of says how long we stayed at the bar last time we were there. Uh, right. Dawabri right. Bar being one of my favorite places, for some reason, is just something about it. It's in the perfect area. Fantastic. Perfect for people watching. Perfect for the um, – oh, geez, I'm losing – what's the name of the band that comes out? The drummers. Oh, oh. I don't – I can't they remember have, their uh, name. I'll re- we'll have to remember and- Put yeah, in the notes. Yeah. When, we, when, we, they, when we make the drinks. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we'll talk about them. <laughs> oh, yeah. I could talk about the Dawa uh, Bar forever. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, the Dawa Bar. 
it, the, the cool thing about the Dawa Bar, and like so many other places at Disney, is that you sit down at the Dawa Bar and it feels like you're having a drink in Africa. I mean, the, the theming in the in the Africa section of Animal Kingdom and all of Animal Kingdom actually is just amazing, just amazing. And so you're sitting there and and you know and having a drink and the scenery is awesome. The entertainment's fantastic, and I just just one of my favorite places to have a drink in Disney. Yeah, and uh, yeah. And there's a, a few of my favorite places to have a drink in Disney in the uh, in the in Animal Kingdom. The Nomad Lounge is another one. Another favorite <laughs> yeah, of well. Joe Rody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes you can see a celebrity while you're there. Yeah, because he shows up a lot That's there. Right. Yep. Yeah, I'm there every once in a while, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one of the things we, as we're talking about bars, this is for a future episode, but we should definitely talk about the catwalk bar and bars that are no longer there because the catwalk oh, bar okay. was hands down my favorite bar, my hands down my favorite place I think in, in in um at least well it was MGM Studios at that point but Hollywood Studios, it was fantastic and uh, it, was. it was it was like a secret you know no one really it was like a speakeasy. A lot of people didn't know yeah. it was there, you know, and it was it was fantastic. But we'll talk about that future episode. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I think most people, even people that know an awful lot about Disney, might not even know it ever existed. Right. Yep. And now it's going to be a Club Thirty Three, isn't it? That's what I understand. I believe so. Yeah, I believe this, I, if it's not already, I think that's where the Club Thirty Three for Hollywood Studios is going to be. As at least that's what I understand. Yeah. So I think so too. Well, I can tell you that I've been to a Club 33, sort of. <laughs> sort of, kind <laughs> to of. To the door? To yeah, the well, door? <laughs> well, and it may not have been a Club 33 at the time. It was a catwalk oh, bar. Okay. But <laughs> That's right. There you go. Oh, I can see. <laughs> well, I guess I have too, then. <laughs> All right. So one of the things Joe and I have discussed uh, uh, oftentimes is top five lists or top 10 lists or top 20 lists because we can go on and on. But for the uh, for this podcast, we have decided in future podcasts, all future podcasts, we're going to have top five lists. Um, this top five list for this podcast would be Joe and Gary's top five extinct attractions at Disney World. So we both uh, didn't look at each other's uh, top five list. This was kind of like a throwback to uh, – WDW Radio, <laughs> where they they often have top ten lists, but right. they make sure that they don't look at each other's first, and we did not look at each other's. So, um, but we no are cheating. Joe, no cheating, no cheating. Joe and I are going to start at five and work our way down. And uh, there's already been some previous discussion about the fact that we may have snuck in a six, maybe even a seven. I don't know. Joe was trying to sneak in twelve of them. <laughs> I have a 12, I have a top twelve list. There might be a second show for this. But, you know, exactly. Right now, right now we're going to do five or six <laughs> or seven. <laughs> this brings up an interesting thing because I don't know that there's any extinct uh, any extinct attraction at the Disney parks that I don't miss. Like I can't think of anything that I'm like, oh, thank God that's gone for good. Off the top of your head, can you think of anything? Yeah, I can think of one. The second version of Journey into Imagination was atrocious. I I wanted that gone the first time I wrote on it. (laughs) Apparently, Michael Eisner thought the same way. (laughs) My money go. (laughs) Exactly. The famous (laughs) phrase. (laughs) 
Where's my $80 million? That's <laughs> <laughs> good. That's good that you brought that up. Although I would say that's a great segue, except for the fact that's on my top five list, but lower on. And I only reference it. It's not that I miss it. Yeah. It's that I reference it. So right. Uh, right. would you like me to start with my, my number yeah. five? My, my number Let's five hear miss? your number five. Yes. All right. My number five miss... Uh, my 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 number five uh, extinct, top <laughs> extinct attraction was at MGM Studios, and it's the Backlot Tour. Um, wow. I love the Backlot Tour, and it opened in 1989, closed in 2014, closed for good in 2014. It went through some horrible, uh, um, how would you say it, the, the transformation where they basically cut it in half and then cut it in half again. Um, mm-hmm. So they made it just a, a, a mere fraction of what it was. Um, but it was fantastic. It is probably, I can look back on all my picture taking and say that it's probably where I always took the most pictures. And I don't know how, why, but I seem to have to take a picture of the never-ending story uh, pod Every single time I went by, I must have 15 pictures. <laughs> I have no idea why. Probably have 30 pictures of uh, Walt Disney's airplane when it was there. Plane. But, yeah, 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 exactly. But uh, for those of you that uh, I wrote up a little bit, so for those of you who don't know what the Backlot Tour is, and namely, I'm thinking about my daughter who had, you know, never, never knew it existed. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll try to go through this relatively quickly but to give you some of the key points the uh so essentially the ride consisted of a queue area first that had a bunch of movie props it was one of those good it was a, maybe an early adaptation of those you know a queue that actually entertains you instead of just standing in line right. there was a lot of uh you know actual movie props um trying to think of some offhand there was in there was torpedoes from um, midway. midway midway was the movie the midway was the movie that that they were kind of especially towards the end um yeah. i don't know, know exactly in. when midway came out but when when midway um came out and i think that's a james not james cameron who 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 uh who was the director of midway oh know. gosh uh <laughs> off the top of my head uh, didn't he do a Transformers movie too? Yeah, the guy who did Transformers. Yeah, whoever directed Trans Michael, Michael Bay. Bay. Michael Bay. Bay. Yeah. Michael Bay <laughs> was the was the director of Midway. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they they focused in the queue on a lot of of Midway. And then of course you would go into the tank, uh, the water tank, and they would kind of film the battle. You know, uh, a uh, a naval battle yeah. scene with audience participation, which was awesome. I, I used to love that, and I always wanted to be one of the audience members that were picked to get hit by the water tanks. So what happened is during the audience participation part, they would essentially have um, some of the audience members, one of them being in a tugboat in a uh, uh, wheelhouse of a tugboat, someone else standing on a PT boat, and they would simulate an attack using uh, simulated bullets, simulated torpedo underwater, air tanks, fireballs. And the the final part was when they dropped over a thousand gallons of water on the person who was in the wheelhouse of the tugboat, and it was fantastic every time. It was hysterical. It was I probably went fun. on that ride, you know, thirty, thirty, forty times. It was good every time. 
And, and the thing about it is it was an experience. It was a long experience because there was different segments. I mean, that was, was just one part of it. And it would, it would, uh, you know, it, it was the movie making part of the movie park. Yeah. And yeah, good, I mean, good point. You know. It was an actual, well, in the beginning, it was an actual working studio, you know, so it that was. was part of the yeah. movie making part. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> So from after the uh, the walking part, the uh, oh, and, and Joe, you had you had said it's a long ride. Generally, it took between thirty-five and forty minutes from uh, from start to finish, which yeah. is, you know, unheard of. <laughs> like essentially at any, you know, a, a amusement park or theme park, a attraction that takes forty minutes to get through. You know, the, the only thing I can think of right now is is a, is a backlot tour at Universal in Hollywood. That, that's really the only other ride yeah. that that's that long right now yep and i think that one's even longer that's like an hour or 70 minutes but but yeah i mean and and, and i think this was kind of like you know disney's answer to those yeah. things because Competitor. they wanted a mo- <laughs> yeah movie park and and yep. and it was great and uh the catastrophe canyon part that was amazing uh you're jumping ahead on me i'm sorry i'm jumping <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that uh, uh, that is because uh, I, I had to talk about. So from from the from the um, the battle scene, walking tour part, you you'd get on trams, and the trams would first go through a boneyard that had actually large movie props, including um, the never-ending story pod that I was talking about. Let's say <laughs> the Rocketeer ice cream place, the yeah, big right. uh, the yep. big bulldog. It looked like Rocketeer. Uh, yep. uh, Trying to, wow, I'm drawing a total blank, Joe. Bail me uh, out. There's, oh, they I, had the. Uh, I can't. I can't think of really many of them because you know it's so. It's been so long because a lot of those props were gone at yeah. the end of the of the the the, the, the later run of the attraction. It was kind of a shell of itself. So it's true. Yep. Yep. The only other one that I remember now is uh, fighter planes from from Midway. They had some fighter Midway. planes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um. Hmm. So, anyways, after that, uh, you would you would actually some of the some of the parts you'd go through. Um, the tram would actually go into buildings. They had their own like little tunnel system through buildings so it, it, with glass that you could see people actually making props mm-hmm. because it, again, it was a, a you know a working right. um, a working studio costume at the time. Department. The costume department, the prop making department. There was some sound stages that you could see off in mm-hmm. the distance. But uh really it was really cool. So and then we jumped to Joe's part. He was my he was my, <laughs> he was good, my, my good segue. <laughs> but the best uh, part. <laughs> well no yes. Except right before you got into catastrophe kit. Oh no it wasn't right before I think it was right before. I'm trying to think of where Walt Disney's airplane was. It was it was kind of in the prop yard I think but it, yeah. I think it was right before catastrophe kit right after yeah. No, it was right after. It was oh, right, right after. Right. Yep. Yeah. It was right after Catastrophe Canyon. Yep. yep. And this was the actual plane that Walt Disney and some executives f- were using to fly over Florida to select a spot for Disney World. Uh, the plane is in pristine condition. I'm not sure where it went. It's somewhere right now. I think it's at the Disney Museum in California now, isn't it? In San Francisco, it could, it could be. Could be. Yeah. 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 It could. I'll be. have to look that up, but. Yeah, it was really cool to see. You know, it's like it actual was. Disney history. Uh, it, very with cool. 
with the old school Disney logo on the, oh, yeah. on the yeah, it was that was so cool. It really yeah. was. So uh, so from there you went into Catastrophe Canton, like Joe was talking about. And that's where you you basically the tram would be locked into um, a shaker table that simulated earthquake. There was gas explosions. There was a flash flood. Uh, it was it was all very up close. You could feel the heat from the fire. You could get splashed by the flash flood. It was very exciting. And as a first time I went as a kid, I thought it was all real. I thought, <laughs> I, thought I thought it was going down. I thought we better get out of here. This is it. This <laughs> is know, it. This is it. <laughs> Something's finally gone wrong at an amusement park. Yeah. <laughs> and if you like somebody, you told them don't sit on the left yeah. side. And if you didn't, you said sit on the left side. <laughs> <laughs> that, would, that is definitely the side that got hit by the flash flood. And not to mention the water that comes over the top forgot yeah. about that yeah oh yeah not That's only right. does it come out but then finally comes over the top and yeah it was fantastic so then uh from there after that was complete um you'd go around the back of catastrophe canyon that would be like the this is how it all uh was put together you'd see all the all the uh pumps and piping for the water for the gas for uh everything that just basically happened in catastrophe canyon <clears throat> and how those special effects were created, which was super cool to see every single time. Again, I know I say that a lot, but every single time I'm amazed by this, you know. It's an amazing, um, an amazing kind of device. I guess it yeah. was one device, but it was amazing, really was. Yeah, it reset itself every, geez, I can't remember. I'll have to look that up, but it reset itself every like 30 seconds or something yeah, like that to was, be ready for the next group. It was. It, yeah. <laughs> When you pulled into Catastrophe Canyon, you should have had a hint because there was always some like little water dripping and, you know, it was like, (laughs) you're like the smell of gas. You know, it hasn't rained in a while here. What's all this like water? It looks pretty wet over here. It's like, yeah, the smell of gas was there. It's like, all right, uh, something's going to run on here. (laughs) So um, let's see, after that. Uh, I know I'm probably missing something, but in the interest of time, I'm trying to speed through a little bit. But after that, the tram uh, the tram ride would be complete, and um, the guests would then go to an unloading area, and that is where a walking part would happen again, where uh, it was AFI's 50 Greatest Villains, um, well, like a museum. It was, oh, uh, was it was cool. a walkthrough. It was awesome. Yeah, that, that was very cool. Lots of costumes and everything. Yeah, Darth Vader costume. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and my absolute favorite was that was the first time I saw the. I was a huge alien. Well, I still am, huge alien fan. And that is the first time I was up close and personal with the actual alien costume. And it is, I have to say, just as terrifying as it was in the movie. Still. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's one fantastic. The, one, one of the most monsters. frightening. Yeah. Uh-oh. One of the most frightening monsters ever, for sure. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah, so that is uh, it. Well, not to forget, um, right after you walk through the AFI 50 greatest villains, the gift shop. Exit yeah, through the gift shop. Exit through the gift shop. Yeah, that is. Uh, that, that is my. A... Uh, yeah. Uh, it's, so. Hmm. It was it was a fantastic show. I, I won't get into too much of its demise, but. Uh, when it first started, there was live cast members that would guide you through, and unfortunately, that changed into a pre-recorded message. 
um, with video. Nowhere near as, I don't know. I like the I like the old old timey feel of you know like a live spiel. Uh, yeah, live spiel because it could change and people could ask questions and people would talk and there'd be joking and stuff. Video and you know a pre pre made audio and video is just just that. Not the same. It's no. not the same. Yeah. It's not the same. It's 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 kind of like when you know when you go on the Jungle Cruise, you you get off and you say, well, that guy that guy was awesome. That was or that, yeah. that or that lady was awesome. I mean, yeah. yeah, and and or oh yeah, they were okay. You know, but so, you know, um, sometimes you would get somebody on the, on the back lot tour that was just like amazing. Yeah. And yeah, and it and it and it did. It gave a, a human element to it. Not to sound hokey, but you know, and the same thing with you know, like living with the land. You know, when they went to the yeah took the, the the live person out of the boats you know it it something was lost yep exactly yep so speaking of loss residential street was walled off which was once part of the tour <laughs> right <laughs> but in 2003 that was walled off and demolished to make room for lights motors action stunt show yes. which i don't know the show was good once it mm-hmm. i don't it just didn't really ever get a foothold in the park not many people no. were all that interested in it. The attendance really dropped quick. Um, and unfortunately, they used up a, a good section of the tram, a good Which section we, of the tram yeah. tour for that. Yeah. We, all, we also lost the original spot for the Osborne lights exactly. that used to be on Residential Street and the Golden yeah. Girls house that was yep, lost. Gone. Yeah. Yep. So because they had to reroute it, the tram to go uh, to turn in a different spot. They also downsized the boneyard. So like you were saying earlier, a lot less of the big props. They were just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there just wasn't room for them that was taken out. And uh, the stunt show also caused New York Street to lose its arch, which the trams used to turn around. And it was perfect for taking a picture and sending it to your friends yeah. to make them think you were actually in New York, which was yeah. Some, yeah. <laughs> something everyone always did. <laughs> always. <Yeah. laughs> they did. They did add San Francisco, I think, on one of the other streets. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. yeah, it wasn't yeah, the same. That's not, not the same. same. <laughs> and so we lost that. Uh, you lo- we lost the um, the area where they used to have the Hunchback of Notre Dame uh, the musical show there too. Oh uh, yeah. That yeah. that little theater there, which which also is not in my top five, but is in my top twelve. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Isn't that funny? That's a it's funny right in front of there is where I met the Power Rangers. Do you oh, remember, yeah. remember, remember that the Power that. Rangers Absolutely. used to be in the park? Yeah, yeah. right down by the. Uh, Honey, I shrunk the kids, uh, you know, right by the entrance to that. Pretty close yep. to that, yep. Pretty yep. close to that, yeah, yep. Oh, that, by the way, Honey, I shrunk the uh, the kids' play area was one of mine, uh, one of my top, you know, 15. Okay, <laughs> <Something> yeah. <like laughs> <that>. yeah. <laughs> it was I always, thought... I went in there every time. It didn't matter. I would always go in there, you know. When you were older, you you would go there, and then you would go next door to that bar that was right around exactly the corner right. from it. <laughs> High octane refreshments. That's one correct. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. I can't believe you remember. I know. Well, I can't believe I remembered either for other reasons. <laughs> All right. So that okay. is my number five. So Joe, you're on with your number five. That was a good number five. Thank um, you. My number five. 
I'm going back even further into into the Disney to when the first couple times that I went to Walt Disney World when there was really just the Magic Kingdom at the time. And one of the rides that I loved, mostly because you would at that time you would have to buy an entrance book and you would have to buy tickets A through E. Going way back. Going way, way back. I know where you're going with this, by the way. And every ride required a ticket. Not all of them. Not every ride. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And the Haunted Mansion, the Pirates of the Caribbean, the Jungle Cruise, the big rides would be an e-ticket. And that's where we get the phrase. It's an e-ticket attraction. And we still use this rating system. You'll go on the bulletin boards. People will say this is that's a solid D. That's a C ticket. You know, that's, you know, the the A tickets were the jitney and the uh, and the horses that would go up and down Main Street. You would. All right. I got to use up my A tickets. I'm going to ride on the on the trolley up and down Main Street. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not too exciting, but I'll do it. What the heck? I got the tickets. But there were um, some attractions that didn't require a ticket. And one of the ones was in Tomorrowland. And it was called If You Had Wings. And uh, it was sponsored by Eastern Airlines. And I believe that's one of the reasons. Eastern at the time was the official airline of Walt Disney World. Um, Eastern, of course, is no longer around. Um, but there's something very nostalgic about Eastern Airlines. Oh, probably. No doubt. I still remember my flights. Uh, yeah, Eastern I mean, Airlines. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was my first flight to Disney, first flights yeah, to Florida, same. all on Eastern. And uh, it was just something about it. And uh, I remember getting the w- little wings from the captain. And, you know. I, yep. I yep. had those until just recently. I yeah. sold them at a tag sale, which I probably should yeah. not have done. And actually, even playing cards. I remember playing cards, and I've actually gone on eBay and bought playing cards that, that are like Eastern Airline playing cards, just you know, because the for nostalgia, nostalgia. just awesome. nostalgia. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you had wings, was in Tomorrowland. It's where Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin is now, and it basically used the same ride system. Those those carts that you go on the Space Ranger Spin with, those were the vehicles basically for uh if you had wings and it was it was kind of but you didn't get to shoot anything you didn't get to shoot anything <laughs> this was back when you you know you were entertained you didn't have to entertain yeah, you, <laughs> you were going through the ride and uh and and the it, the ride itself and the system was kind of similar to a ride in Disneyland called Adventures Through Inner Space, where, oh and then that ride system is very similar. And that's another infamous attraction for another day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the, anyway. The first couple Omnimover rides. Right, were they right. Omnimover rides? Yep. They are, um, yeah, they, they, it was a continuous load, they were continuous yep. loaders, Omnimover rides. Um, you'd get in, the vehicles, of course, would turn around um, and to face uh, what they would want you to see, um, like in the Haunted Mansion and and uh, and other Omnimover rides. And um, this ride was a, a ride through the different destinations that Eastern Airlines would go to. And it was mostly on film. And I think it was 16 uh, millimeter film or uh, yeah. 30, 35 millimeter film. Rather. Oh, I, yeah, I'm surprised I thought. I... And, 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 and you 
could hear the projectors running as you were going through this ride. <laughs> so that's what I was going to say, because it, it sounded like that high-speed 16-millimeter constant. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. And um, you'd go, the, they, they would go to all the destinations that Eastern Airlines flew, uh, Mexico, Bermuda, Puerto Rico, the Bahamas, um, Jamaica, New Orleans, uh, Trinidad. Um, and you'd see different, um, uh, you know, uh, the different uh, vignettes of those places. And some of them were comical. Some of them were uh, meant to, you know, evoke these images that you would think, well, I really want to go there. And that's why, I, you know, it was sponsored by Eastern. Um, but it was it was um, just a great ride. I don't know. I think part of it was that you didn't have to pay. So you go on it over and over again. <laughs> right. I'm trying. I was going to say, I, I'm trying to re, I'm trying to think of why I know that ride so well. Is it because, like you said, it's free. You just went on over and over and over. Or I, I remember one specific part, and I hope we're not standing your thunder, but it was right towards the beginning when you actually went into the airplane. Do you remember this part well, that, that I'm talking was... about? Yes, 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 yes. And and then of course, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that was really cool. That was yeah. yeah. That's and, the part I, I remember that distinctly. Hopefully, I'm on the right ride if I'm remembering this distinctly. I think that I think that's it. You're you're on the right ride, and yeah. and also they they would do that when it changed later and became Delta Dream Flight. Delta, yeah, when, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that was another uh, another same ride, same spot, but it, they had changed the ride at that time, but um. They would, you do know um, that that both of the times when you said uh, Dreamplay and when you said um, if you had wings, immediately both those songs started in my head, because they. Oh, I know. You can't get away from those. That that is the earworm. Yeah, yeah. So those songs are earworms to the nth degree. I, they're you can't stop singing them once they get in there. No. <laughs> and, uh, and and it was a it was a song that was real simple. You know. You, if you had wings, if you had wings, had wings, that, and it would repeat over Sing and over. It, it was a very unique. It was a very unique song. It was written by, I believe, Buddy Baker, who did, who did a lot of Disney music, and um, uh, it was. Um, uh, oh yeah, and the lyrics were by Exitensio, so who did the um, the uh, Haunted Mansion lyrics and the uh, Pirates lyrics. So. Oh, that that's awesome! I did not know that. That is yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. That guy's a pretty so, talented guy. He is. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't imagine here. <laughs> and uh, so you would go through these different vignettes. And then, of course, it had an, um, a speed tunnel. And that section in Buzz Lightyear is where it's like you're going. It's almost like a speed tunnel. <laughs> you, you, and I'm, if you ride Road Bud Lightyear, Buzz Lightyear, you know what I mean it would give you the sensation of speed as you're going through it. And I thought, of course, when you're young, you thought that was so cool because, <laughs> you know, it's just a movie, but it feels like, like you're flying. It feels like you're going, yeah. yeah it, it, is awesome. it felt like you were flying. And then at the end, when you got off the ride, um, uh, Orson Welles was the voice at the end. And he would say, you do have wings. You can do all these things. You can widen your world. Eastern, the wings of man, <laughs> and of course it was Orson Welles. It was, uh, yeah. you know, it, it's not that's not poetry, but it sounded like it coming from Orson Welles. <laughs> was it his? So was that, it his later in years know. breathy? You know, we will sell no wine yeah. before it's time. Exactly. Yeah. 
wonder how many <laughs> how many takes he had to do for yeah. that one. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, and um, um, it it was open for a good long time. Eastern eventually um, went bankrupt, and this they Disney lost a sponsor for that ride, and I believe after that it was called. Um, uh, if you could fly, I believe was the name of it. So, and it continued like that for only a couple of years. And then it closed down and was refurbished and opened up as Delta dream flight, which is also another great ride that, that, yeah, would be in my top 15 as well. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm limited to only one ride in that spot. (laughs) I could say, like, uh, uh, in the interest of time, we won't get into it, but that whole Tomorrowland at that time is a, an attraction that I miss. I, I miss yeah. the, the original Tomorrowland. was awesome. It was fantastic. It was. It was. Yeah. Even, even uh, you know, uh, Mission to Mars, I mean, as hokey <laughs> as it was. <laughs> yeah, that's in my top 15. <laughs> Anyway, so that's it. That's my number five. Yeah, that's fantastic. That brought me back. I like that. And now I'm going to be singing, If You Had Wings, Had Wings, Had Wings, for the rest of the night. Thanks. Try and get it out of your head. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So we're on to number four, my number four, which uh, is the great movie ride. I'm, I'm back at MGM Studios in 1989 when the great movie ride uh, opened. And then it closed in 2017 to make room for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad, which, incidentally, I have not ridden. Joe, quiet, because I know yes. you wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I know nothing. I say nothing. <laughs> so, no spoilers. Uh, yeah, no spoilers. No spoilers. I haven't even watched the video, by the way, of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway. All right. Yep. You're going to be surprised. I'm, I'm going to be surprised. Yep. I had to watch... Uh, uh, Rise of the Resistance, I had to watch it. But, yes. Which I, I regret now because I really I feel like I should not have watched that and been surprised by the whole ride. But <clears throat> I watched it. And I, you can't I unsee it. it. Can't unsee it. You can't it. unsee it. <laughs> so the great movie ride, for those who don't remember the great movie ride, which was who a fantastic ride. Mm, <laughs> very few. Yes. I used to ride this ride over and over and over and over. Um this was an attraction that had uh, audio and animatronic figures, had um, real-life sets that you drive through. Uh, but one of the big parts that I loved is that it had live actors. Um, and I, I, I don't know. Do you sense a trend? These live yes. actors that I talk about. Live you know, I just it's so thing. much better. It is it's so much better. Um, so the ride was also loaded with special effects. Uh, and it ended in a projection that was uh, uh, that ran through. Geez, I had the number of films at one point, but it was a ton of films that it ran through. And everyone on these big ride vehicles would be like, "Oh, I remember, uh, yeah, uh, oh yeah, I, yeah, oh, look, it's Star Wars. Look, it's Raiders of the Lost Ark. You know, look, it's uh, even way back to um, the first. Oh, look, it's Charlie Chaplin. You know, the first, uh, even way back to the first movies." Right. fantastic right. yeah it was it was great 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 yeah and it was at a great location too because it was in a replica of grauman's chinese theater 
It was. Which originally yeah. had all those footprints and handprints out front until they were told to stop. That's a whole other podcast. Right. But uh, like it was great just walking around the the courtyard of that of that attraction because it was an yep. attraction in its own. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was fantastic. So one of the really great things about this this ride is again it had a line the the queue. You mm-hmm. could watch uh, a bunch of movies in the queue of what you were going to see in the attraction later on. They'd have like, uh, which always surprised me, by the way, a preview of Alien. Yeah. Which was kind of intense, you know? Very intense, yeah. <laughs> um, they had Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, Wizard Searchers, of Oz. Searchers yep. with John Wayne. Um, yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and don't Buzz forget the Bixby. <laughs> uh, don't forget the ruby slippers in the uh oh yeah in the in the extended do. line yeah the yes. extended the ruby slippers and the uh carousel horse from mary poppins correct yeah fantastic so once you were on the ride uh the ride was 22 minutes long which i, I uh, you know looking this up i i didn't remember it being that long but 22 minutes that's a that's a that's a solid bit of entertainment it is. It's a healthy ride, and and it, you were entertained the whole way. It Absolutely. A, it, yeah. Yep. Every Had a storyline. Yep. 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 Every corner there was a new film, and it sort of went through the timeline of of film, and it had a a, a thrilling area with uh, going through the the starship Nostromo, in um, uh, the movie right. Alien, and it was actually had the uh, alien jumping out at you in a couple places. Which was fantastic. All the kids always were screaming. Absolutely terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. It's shocking that it was on the ride, to tell you the truth. I thought it was great. I loved it. Even as a kid, it scared me, but I wanted to go on again. You know, I bury my head and yeah. like uh, you know, my dead shoulder. But you know. But uh, uh it was fantastic. Loved it. It was. It was. <laughs> and uh you would uh and it was it was one of those rides that had multiple ways of to experience it because you would come to that part where it's like oh are we going to get the gangster scene are we going to get the western scene you know and you would go one of those two paths and um it it was very cool because they would have live actors come out and and you know act out these scenes and kind of hijack your yeah. ride vehicle. <laughs> which, which was fantastic because inevitably was, there would be a kid on the ride that would be like, is he supposed to do that? Because always, if you were, with, yeah, but if you had great um, cast members it, that, you know, they, they sold it, they sold it. Well, so did, someone was on the ride. Like, ah, are they really supposed to do that? <laughs> so the, uh, the gangster area was a shootout and, uh, um, the uh, the gangster would take over and drive you through some of the other uh, vignettes, and the uh, western side was a was a bank robbery, and the the bonus part about the bank robbery is there was uh, fire, like actual fire, propane right, yeah. fire that that you could feel it was hot and uh, it was close, and uh, uh, it was uh, it, for me it was the more exciting of the two I thought. I thought so too, and and it was a shame because I think in the later years, sadly, at, at least for me, sadly, yeah. you would always get the gangster one and not the western one. Yeah, uh, I I remember probably at least the last twenty times I wrote it, I probably got the gangster one. So yeah. when they reduced and, um, the volume, of people they could go through, they basically dropped the um the uh, western the western, western scene. scene. 
Sadly. Yeah. 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 But but it had some, you know, it had some some of the latest generation audio animatronics. The Wicked Witch was, the, you know, and inevitably I, I remember writing with my parents asking if she she was a real actor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, she she was the first of the, what is it? Um, I'll have to look it up. But it was the first of the new audio animatronics that had the it, there was a name for them. I forget. Yeah, yeah. Or I'm making that up in my head. <laughs> no, no, there was a name. You're there right. Was a name for them, <laughs> Um, but you know who doesn't get credit is uh, Singing in the Rain, the Singing in the Rain on your automatronic. Oh, yeah. It yeah, was yeah. it really moved perfectly, you know? It was. Uh, it, was yeah. it was great. So, uh, I don't know. I could go into this a little bit more. The uh, the ending of it, like I said, was always great. The the It would run through a whole bunch of movies while you sat essentially in a movie theater. And one of the things yeah. I'll always remember is the subwoofers. Because the yeah. rumbling of the um, Raiders of the Lost Ark uh, boulder and the uh, explosions when they showed the Star Wars right. scene or the yeah. bridge over yep. the River Kwai scene and the explosions yeah. then, they were all they would shake your teeth out. Were, it was awesome. They were they were awesome. They were yeah. awesome. And it was I always remember thinking it was cool that, you, you know, it was one of the places you could see, you know, Star Wars in Disney because I was <laughs> yeah. such a Star Wars fan. And oh, yeah. um but but it really it was it was a such a well put together ending to the ride and it 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 was like perfect it really it was. was it was yep. the, it, you know you think it doesn't sound exciting of a bunch of film clips thrown together but it was done so well and edited so well and and uh, it was great it, it captured what movies were really. Yep. I mean, it was, it was, it was great. And I, I mean, I think a lot of people probably don't know that the great movie ride was actually originally planned as a pavilion for Epcot. And, um, Michael Eisner was the one who wanted to do that ride. And of course he came from the movies to Disney mm-hmm. working yep. for Paramount studios. And, uh, he decided why just do, a, you know, once Universal said, we're going to build a theme park in Orlando, why just build one ride? We'll build an entire theme park and we'll, this will be the, the, you know, the cornerstone of it. And uh, and so that's how, you know, that ended up yeah. kind of being the reason for Disney MGM Studios at the time, Disney Hollywood Studios today. So. Yeah. So that is uh, my number four. I will remember it fondly. Yes. The great movie, right? All right. So your number four was in the same place as your number five. And my number four is going to be in the same place as my number five. Um, the same area of the Magic Kingdom, Tomorrowland. And it's um, the extraterrestrial alien encounter. Oh, my gosh. Yep. And this ride um, took over the spot where, where we... T- spoke about earlier about mission to mars this took over the another this, terrifying ride that mission to mars oh my <laughs> mission <goodness. laughs> it was terrifying not for the same reason <laughs> but um so uh that was a very kind of if you've ridden mission to mars or alien encounter or stitches great escape for that matter you'll know that the building is a it's very kind of unique it's it's kind of like a theater in the round with a small area, almost like a stage area in the middle. And um, when they decided to redo Mission to Mars, Disney recruited um, George Lucas 
and Industrial Light and Magic um, and Lucasfilm to come up, uh, this was before Disney owned Lucasfilm, to come up with some kind of a concept for a ride to go in there. And um, what they came up with was probably the scariest ride that's ever been at Disney World. It, and it, to this day, I am shocked <laughs> that it made it uh, past the editors, essentially. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> I don't want to steal your thunder because I'm waiting for one part that I'm, uh, if you don't bring it up, I will be bringing it up. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, basically... They came up with a ride that um, you were going to go. The, the New Tomorrowland that, that opened in 1994 was basically like the, uh, like a, almost like um, a expo center, like a, almost like the Tomorrowland movie, <laughs> you know, kind of. Um, so it was there was the Tomorrowland Expo Center. There was the the uh, Tomorrowland Transit Authority and even Space Mountain. When you would leave Space Mountain, they would talk about the different uh, things that tied that Tomorrowland together in the theme. And um, so you were going to a demonstration of teleportation technology by a company called XS Tech, which was the great the greatest name ever. Access yeah, awesome. Tech. Yeah. <laughs> and we go into we'd be introduced to um, the uh, the the chairman of XS Tech, Chairman Clench, who said that he was going to. There's a uh, joke in there somewhere. There's yeah, got to be. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he's going to beam beam one of us up, and he's going to you know show the technology. So we're going to go to their planet. So um, after that, for initial pre-show, we go into a second pre-show, which um, there's a. Uh, I, again, very high-tech animatronic. Uh, I have to interrupt for a second. Sorry. You're not even going to oh, talk about yeah. Scruffy? Scruffy at all? Is Scruffy. 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 Poor Scruffy. <laughs> no respect through the through the pre-show. Skippy. No respect from Joe. <laughs> Skippy was the name, Skippy. actually. Skippy, that's it. Skippy, Scruffy, yeah, was the, sorry, Scruffy, Skippy. Was, Scruffy was the name they gave him no respect because he did call. <laughs> he was called Scruffy. The, that's the, right. ro the robot um, who ran the teleportation device was named Simulated Intelligence Robotics, or SIR. It was voiced by Tim Curry of rocky horror fame which is awesome yeah yeah and he did a great job really did and uh so he put on a demonstration taking scruffy who or skippy, skippy. was a prison yeah. prison <laughs> prisoner and he was going to teleport him from one end of the room to the other and of course he goes it's practically painless and then skippy goes ah <laughs> yeah poor skippy and he, and he comes out scruffy because he's all burnt up halfway and everything <laughs> Sparks so that, coming off his antennas, yeah, all that. <laughs> so after that, we move into the main theater, and um, it's, like I say, it's at the theater and around, and and it, it you know, it's um, there's a, probably about I would say four rows of cir circles with seats, and there's over-the-shoulder harnesses that come down and rest on your shoulders, and then just above your shoulders, and um, you know. So when you sit down, they, these come down almost like a roller coaster. And you're like, well, what's this for? You know, so then the I, I have to say this is probably one of the demises of this ride, because for some reason it made people so uncomfortable. 
Yes. Like almost yes. immediately you would hear a, a groan when the when the shoulder harnesses came down, they would push on the basically measuring your height, I would assume. They yes. push on your shoulders a bit and everyone would groan and then they would all lock into place. Right. So <laughs> if you were slouched over or whatever, when that happened, you would stay slouched over for You're the whole ride. You're going to be uncomfortable for the whole yeah. ride, right? You better be in the correct position sitting up. Otherwise, right. you're going to be in that position the entire ride because these things didn't move at no. all. So. Which, which I remember the the um, the cast members always said, make sure you sit up with your back against the you know full fully against the seat or head against the headrest or something like that. Some right. some sort of indication like you better be comfortable <laughs> right, when these right. things come down because they're gonna yep. But like anything else, nobody listened. No one listened. Yep. <laughs> Okay, so then after that, of course, these would come down, the lights would go out, and we would see, there was video screens up above. And in the middle, there's this teleportation tube. Um, Chairman Clench would come up there and tell us all that. Why would he beam just one of us up? If he beamed down to us, then we could meet, he would only be able to meet one of us if we one of us beams up there, but he can meet everybody if he beams down. Okay, this is not a good idea. His his uh, workers yeah. say, you know, <laughs> and, but general panic ensues across the <laughs> right, exactly. teleportation. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, you know, we, oh, I, we lost them. Something happened. Of course, something always goes wrong in one of these rides. Well, lock on, whatever, beam it down to Earth. And what is it? It's this terrifying alien that, and I mean terrifying, terrifying. with wings, Absolutely. huge teeth, terrifying. <laughs> you know, multiple little arms. Kids, yeah, multiple arms, like half bug, half dinosaur, <laughs> half flying, you know, dinosaur. Yeah, it was unbelievable. And of course, panic ensues. Little kids cry. Uh, the thing starts <laughs> banging on the teleportation tube, and then it breaks out, and the lights all go out. And behind so, you, on I, these- I have to, I have to talk a little bit about the breakout because it was this blast of air which was one of those strongest blasts of air on any ride that i've ever felt like the original time when i I was like you have got to be kidding me i think it like oh it's unbelievable gives you a new hairstyle almost immediately yeah it was amazing it was it was awesome and and of course at that point there's panic and everybody's screaming in the room and everything and and on these harnesses (laughs) it's pitch black it's it's pitch black you can't see your hand in front of your face exactly on the harnesses are these high definition speakers and disney if if you rode like sounds dangerous at hollywood studios you would know that disney was working on high definition sound and they were good at it so you would hear this thing the running and walking around and it would come up right behind you and you could feel its breath and you would feel its wet tongue because they had all these sensory things in these harnesses Uh, and a a people just going the hot breath Uh, i mean you think it's right where is it it's right behind you then of course it goes up and they send somebody to look for it one of the guys from excess tech and he finds it and the lights go out. He gets, of course, you hear it, but you don't see it eaten, and you can feel the, yes, the blood. What's supposed <laughs> this, to be blood or something this, dripping on you? Yes, this was the part I had to talk about. Also, <laughs> <laughs> it was the most Just, amazing thing in any Disney park ever—an actual human being, <laughs> like essentially eaten by a, a, an alien in the dark, yeah, but his yeah. blood 
spraying on you. Warm, yeah, exactly. warm right. blood. Yeah. Yep. Yep. This is not. This is not honey. I shrunk the audience. You know, this was this was like supposed to be blood. You know? yeah. yeah. Oh my God, so, it was awesome. It was. It was amazing. It was amazing. And and you know, it was just. And then eventually they would they would beam it beam the alien and and of course the alien exploded at the end too. That was the thing too. <laughs> And of course, his blood would go all over yeah, you as well. Yeah. <laughs> and, and of course, by this time, every eight-year-old in the theater is in tears and you not know hysterics, 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 not just hysterics. Tears. Yeah. because nobody read the the multiple warnings outside or heard all the warnings that you know that this was incredibly intense in the dark attraction with scary aliens and you were going to be you know any kid was going to be frightened. And uh, I'll never forget going on. I'm, I, I did. I did wait for this. And in, in, um, we were talking about soft openings, Gary and I, not too long ago. This is one of the rides I waited for in soft opening as back when they would let you do that and it would open and close and they would let a few people on. And I walked off and I'm like, I cannot believe that. <laughs> I cannot believe that ride because I read about it. They, you know, we, they used to have a magazine called the Disney News, and I would get that, and and it was on the cover, and I'm like, oh, I got, I gotta, I gotta go do this. Yeah, this ride. seems interesting. This, yeah. this seems like it's gonna be something. <laughs> and, and anyway, and I remember riding with my my friends, uh, my friend's brother, who I actually went to Universal with a couple of months ago. He's all grown up now, but at the time, he was, you know, he was ten years old or whatever, and he just came out just crying and crying and crying <laughs> he oh, absolutely it? hated it <laughs> we could not oversell was... the terror the, the the horror of this ride it was awesome it was just absolutely horrifying like it was so scary that's and that's the reason why it's in my top five because it was a great ride it was, it was. so well done and it, it was so un disney it was like the anti-Disney. It belonged at Universal Studios. It didn't belong yeah, true. at Disney. True. <laughs> and, yeah. and of course, that's one of the, that was its demise. That was its undoing. You know, that's why, uh, you know, after so many complaints to guest services about this ride, I, Disney just decided that they were going to keep the, the idea, but make it Stitch's Great Escape, which, yeah, you know, I think kind of unduly gets... Labeled as one of the worst. I didn't. I never yeah, thought I it was so awful. No, absolutely. If it stood by itself before uh, Alien Encounter, I bet you it would have done much better. Because I, I think you have rabid Alien Encounter fans like us that right. you know we're a little bit disappointed in when Stitch is, you know, burping chili dogs on you. Right. And we think about the blood falling down yeah. and how cool <laughs> that was. And <laughs> though now it's Stitch spitting on you, so that's a little right, weird exactly. too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. so, so, and, um, so yeah, Alien Encounter opened a, in, in, uh, in 1995 and it closed in 2003 and, um, not a bad run, not a bad, not run. a bad run, not a bad run at, at, at the end. It, it, like Sitch, it was now not open all the time. Um, yeah, seasonal. It, it was a seasonal thing. Um, but it's, uh, it, it, it was a great, it was a great ride, just a very unique ride for Disney, and yep. I miss it. That's why it's in my top five. I uh, totally agree with that. I miss it. That did not make my list, although it was one of the ones that was I was absolutely wrestling with because it was yeah. such a it was such a good attraction. Yeah. So, I guess I will move on to number three. Um, 
and here's here's where I kind of sneak in a number three and a half, or uh, I guess it would be a two and a half and a three. But my number three is Snow White's Scary Adventure. But oh, almost yeah. almost, almost made my top five. Did it's it? in it's in the it's in the top ten. <laughs> oh, I gotta say this is where I snuck in Mr. Toad's Wild Ride too. There you and go. Here's here's my yeah. reasoning. It's Fantasyland. They yes. were kind of the same ride. They're dark rides. We can talk about Did the, they the you know, Disney I was moving sh- away from dark rides, you know, for are. a little bit. Yeah. And Did these were my a, favorites. Did they share a building? Did they share I think a they did. I think they do. They I think they well they did. They do. Yeah. Now it's Winnie the Pooh and uh and exactly. meet meet and greet. I've never set foot in that meet and greet. Fairy tale hall. <laughs> <laughs> I have because yes. I have a daughter. So we've been yes, there many I times. <laughs> <laughs> um Snow White of one of the originals opened in nineteen seventy one and closed in two thousand twelve. To make room for Princess Fairy Tale Hall, kind of, kind of depressing. Uh, oh, I think uh, the both of these, Mr. Toad's in uh, Snow White's Scary Adventure, both caused a uh, picketing inside the park for a brief time when they, they closed them, or when they the, said they, they were going to close them. Yep, they were. They were the ones Mr. I remember. Go ahead, Mr. Toad's for sure. Mr. Toad's oh, yeah. was a well-loved ride. Yes. <laughs> I, yep, I absolutely loved it. Yep. So. Uh, Snow White's, I said, uh, closed in 2012. Um, it it was also an opening day on Disneyland ride, so it was it was really had solid history in the Disney parks. I uh, mm-hmm. it so there was two incantations. Is that the right word? Incantations in of this ride. Uh, uh, I think so. Yeah, I maybe think there was two. Right. I think that's the right word. Mm-hmm. There's two yeah, versions. There was two. Yeah, there was two versions of scary, this ride. Scary and scarier. Scary. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely terrifying and slightly less terrifying. Exactly. <laughs> the uh, the original concept was that you were Snow White going through the woods, and uh, uh, this was the scarier of the two. There was a whole lot of times when you come face to face with the witch, and uh, uh, but few people understood that this was the concept because everyone was saying, "Hey, I went on this ride to see Snow White, and I didn't see Snow White," but right. it was actually that you were supposed to be Snow White. Um, which would turn around in every scene almost every single scene it was, <laughs> it wasn't there there she was yeah uh, oh god <laughs> the uh um the the first time when you see her too as the queen and then she turns around and she's the witch was the one that is you know burned into my memory as a as a young yeah. child going on it the first time and you're like oh i'm in for it now that's when yeah. the terror begins but yeah there's a there was a bunch of jump scares with the the witch turning around at you and the and the ride uh, system in this ride was 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 basically your like in Mr. Toad's too was basically your amusement park funhouse yeah. type ride system you know I mean it was it was the funhouse and that's yeah, the it, way the scenes were kind of set up too exactly yep um, let's see on um, I think the, the yeah the, I have the change down was in 1983 the Dark Lord the this dark ride was completely redesigned as part of a lot of dark ride overhauls in Fantasyland, which mm-hmm. I will now, uh, you know, that's my, that's my working towards Mr. Toad's. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> this is when um, they modified the ride to include other characters, including Snow White now, um, so that <laughs> it's no longer that you were Snow White running through the woods and stuff. It you now could see Snow White. Um, and I think that was the time in 1983 that the uh, outside was made to resemble the castle, 
more instead of just a entrance to a ride like old school Disneyland rides where it's just here's a ride. Um, so that that's what I, I got to say. That's a big one that I'm going to miss. Snow White's Scary Adventure was awesome. Yeah, it you was. know, even it was. Uh, even it when was my daughter loss. was really little, she used to love it, go on every time, but had to cover her face. You know, yeah, <laughs> she tried it, it, it was, through her hands. I mean, to me, you know, and I know there's a place for meet and greets, but to me, um, to lose a, a, an attraction like that for a meet and greet, it's it's a big loss for me. And I and and I, and and I, you know, we can go in and to in depth about meet and greets and what we think of them. I mean, um, I really love the days when you would be walking through the park and you would see the characters just spontaneously would be there and you could get their autographs. There was no scheduled, you know, Mickey's going to be here, you know, Goofy's going to be here. And, you know, but of course, you know, people would say you're going to meet Mickey Mouse and then their children would not meet Mickey Mouse. So they would have complaints. And so Disney said, we're going to have meet and greets and yeah. it's understandable. People, it's you know, understandable, right? it's, it's understandable. They had to do. Yep. It, it um, is. I will say yeah. though, Disneyland is still different in that they just walk characters out occasionally, like, I like walking that. around. There are meet and greets. They're outside generally. You know, they're not yeah. uh, in a building and stuff. But, yeah, they have characters just walking around, which which was awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. You know, I've been to Disneyland a, a few times now, and I, yeah. I, yeah. I still love it. I love the old, you know, it's it's more of a regional park, and it still has got that old, old, yeah. s- sort of, that old amusement Parkish, oh, field, Park. if you know what I'm saying, it's Walt's yeah, Park. Yeah, right? it's, it's Walt's Park, you know, and it, and yeah. yeah, it wasn't it it wasn't built by um you know it was built on a not a shoestring budget, but a you know we we you know Walt kind of had to struggle to fund yeah to get the funding to build Disneyland, so they're you know it it it's uh it's got his signature all over it without a doubt. Yep. And uh, so yeah, this is what all right. So I'm sneaking in Mr. Toads too. Yeah, right. I know it breaks the rules a little bit, but I'm no, in no, no, no. Bring it in, you know, because because yeah. that was my that was that was my my number six. So <laughs> <laughs> perfect. So, so, <laughs> so another original ride that closed. Those are the ones that are heartbreakers to me. Like I, it almost feels like those are the you know the, the cornerstones of this park, and they should have been left for. You know, I I know Disneyland's not a not a museum. I know that it's always changing, but still, there should be these cornerstone rides that every kid has to you know has to experience like mr toad mr toad was just you know one of those rides that i just absolutely loved as a kid i get on go right back in line and go on again right because you want to go to hell over and over again (laughs) yeah because i could say oh i i just got run over by a train and i went to hell (laughs) uh again opened in 71 and closed in 90 1998 to make room yeah. for the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. I have to say, the first time I went on the many adventures of the Winnie the Pooh, I was so disappointed. Probably because I still had that sour taste in my mouth that well, Mr. It. Toad's was removed. But now yeah. I guess I, I do like I, I do enjoy Winnie the Pooh ride a little bit more. I do but too. still I would have lo- I I would love to have Mr. Toad's back there. Bonus is that I just wrote it when we were in Disneyland. Yes, it still yeah. lives. That's the exactly. thing about it's Mr. Still Toad. There. It still lives. And that's kind of <laughs> why it's kind of why it didn't make ultimately make my top five is because it still because lives. It's still, right. It, it still is different. Lives. It is different yeah. in Disneyland. Yeah, no, it is. It is. Yeah, it's there was different. two 
there was two tracks. There was, um, yeah. Yep, it's two tracks, and both of them were different rides. There was a little bit different uh, path. They both had their, they were almost like two separate rides altogether, same yeah. uh, scenes and stuff, but um, yeah. ran through different areas of the, of the actual ride uh, building. But, um, right. It was and based both on. Ended up in hell. So what was it based on? That's my quiz for you. Do you do you know what that movie was based uh, on? The adventure, the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Is and the wind in the willows. And the wind in the willows. Okay, yeah. I'm impressed. You get bonus points for that. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that, um, uh, and I know you do too. We listen to a lot of uh, D Park Radio and um, um, Kongloosh Radio, and I'm, I'm always happy when the uh, audio comes on for this. Uh, Another and, song that when you get it in your head, it's yeah. there. <laughs> Go in no place in particular. Yeah. <laughs> merrily, merrily, merrily. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you sing that to the day. <laughs> but that's a so that is my number three and and two point five. My number three and two point five. Um, I don't worthy. know which one's which, but they're definitely in there. I just you know I love dark rides. I always love dark rides. I still love dark rides. And I, 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 you know, these are two that I miss yeah. forever. Yeah, I, I totally like I, like I said, I'm looking at my top 12 right now, and they're both there. So <laughs> <you're>, <laughs> we're we're thinking alike, but not exactly alike. Otherwise, that would be boring, right? Right. Uh, so. <laughs> I have a feeling there's something coming up though that where we think a little bit alike. Yeah, <laughs> there's a possibility. There's a possibility we, you know, because when you get towards the top, you know, it's, yeah. it's kind of like, you know. Yeah, things things all focus on a couple great ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my number three, uh, once again, going to stay in the same park, in the same land. And at it's, least uh, I moved parks. I moved. Parks. You move, Yeah, I haven't moved out of it. You know, I didn't even think about this, but yeah, you know, I, you you move parks. I'm not not moving parks. I'm not even moving lands. Yeah. So. I, <laughs> Mine is um, the timekeeper. Oh my gosh! Um, which yeah. some people might might not even know, but so short. The timekeeper, and so and that's the shame, time. and that's the shame of it. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was not around for yeah. It was around for um, uh, for um, twelve years, believe it or not. Oh, wow. Uh, or and um, it's uh, it was um. Another one of the attractions that opened when the um, remake of Tomorrowland happened in the mid '90s, and it it um, it was based on. First of all, it starred the late great Robin Williams and Rhea Perlman um, from Cheers, um, and uh, Robin Williams was the timekeeper, a robot, and Rhea Perlman was Nine Eye, a <clears throat> nine camera robotic probe um so it was in a circle vision theater which used to hold um american uh american journeys and um which was a cool movie that was playing there that would show off kind of the circle vision technology i always remember there was a, a plane that would do like a loop and you would feel like you feel like <laughs> that's why they had those railings there so you didn't fall over <laughs> right <laughs> but concept of of this was that um the timekeeper was going to show you you know uh well we were going to go back to the uh it, the paris exposition of what was the uh 
the year. The, uh, I think it was 1903, or 1900, 1900, uh, or 1899 or 
and then you would get in the theater and it was a standing theater. And after a whole day in the Magic Kingdom, a lot of times this would be, you know, something people were doing at the end. OK, well, let's, yeah. what haven't we done yet? Well, we haven't done this you know, because they didn't really know about it. And and to have to stand, that was too much for them. They didn't right. like it. The first and few so, minutes of the cast member's spiel was, uh, was always like, please do not be sitting on the ground. Well, even, please even, even Robin stand. Williams would say, he would go, we, I have That's provided right. you lean rails. That's right. To lean, to, and these are to lean on. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you know? That's right. You had mentioned that earlier. Yep, but that's funny. But yeah, immediately. Yeah, because people would immediately start sitting on these sitting. Things. Yep, yep. And then of course when the when the theater closed down and they put Monsters and Glass Floor and they they put seats in. So and and it's funny. I mean Monsters and Glass Floor is funny with the whole that guy thing. But after a while, it's one of the things like the the second half of. The descent in Spaceship Earth, the current version, that you know you've seen it a couple times and you don't need to see it anymore. So yep. I very, very rarely go to Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. So and you know and and of course the whole the whole Pixar taken over Tomorrowland. That's another that's a subject for another show too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> but it's not it's not that I did it's not that I forgot about this attraction because this was one of my I really loved this attraction when I went to it you know years ago, but I am, was surprised that it was open for 12 years because yeah, I, it, I don't remember going on it any more than like, you know, three or four times. Yeah. yeah. Did it go to seasonal? The, in... It did. It, it did. It would, it, it ultimately ended up seasonal. And then of course, then it yeah. became even more special. It was open and I was at the magic kingdom. Then I definitely went. On it. Oh yeah. And, and um, but it, it, you know, it, and it's one of those rides that uh, ride. And I always keep saying ride. It's a yeah, really an attraction. attraction. There's no, you're not moving anywhere. But it's one of those attractions where, um, you know, I just, you always knew that it was on shaky ground and it wasn't yeah. going to be around ever. And, <laughs> it's too cerebral. Yeah, and it was. It was actually very cerebral. It, yeah. You know, it, you know, we're going to the the Paris Exposition and and and. Uh, meeting Jules Verne and H.G. E. Wells. And, you know, I think there's yeah. a lot of people nowadays right that are there, like, well, off who are these the guys? Who you really, lost yeah, me. exactly. <laughs> you lost me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 50% and, of and the people in the theater have no idea who those people were. <laughs> and and this, was, this was a ride that was a very big hit when it opened in Disneyland Paris. And the name was Le Visionarium. And, um, and I think that's one of the reasons they decided to bring it over because it was such a huge hit there. But the French culture and American culture are different. And um, so, you know, and they, of course, they had different actors there, too. They did, you know, but Robin Williams and Rhea Perlman, they both did great jobs. And it was a great attraction. And I miss it. I really yep. do. Yeah. I wonder what happened to the uh, the animatronic, because it was one of those the super high tech ones. It moved. It really moved slowly. It had the the uh, natural movement like uh, it, oh, it was it was like, you know, a, a person, well, a robot person, but a person. I, movement it's got yeah, I, i'm sure it's somewhere else in the park because you know, that thing's not in a dumpster out back somewhere. no no i heard they i somewhere i read somewhere that though they cost between like five and ten million dollars i don't mm. know if that's true or not but i mean i wouldn't be surprised i mean it, it's a it's a it was an amazing piece of machinery and i'm sure that it's somewhere else in one of the other attractions around yeah. walt disney world right now hopefully so. it's not sunny uh so <laughs> Uh, what's his name? <laughs> Sunny. Not Sunny uh, Eclipse. Sunny Eclipse. Yeah, thanks. Sunny Eclipse. Hopefully it's not Sunny Eclipse. That would be terrible. <laughs> what an right, unfitting ending. 
for everybody for everybody who doesn't know, Sunny Eclipse is the uh, the crooner that plays in the um, the uh, re- the restaurant in Tomorrowland. The uh, what's that restaurant? Um, Cosmic yeah. Ray Starlight yeah, Cafe. Cosmic yeah. Ray Starlight Cafe. Yeah. <laughs> for another podcast, but poor Cosmic Ray's used to be such a good restaurant too, and yeah. it just downhill. Downhill. Free yeah. free cheese for your French fries. Where'd that go? Yeah, seriously. They still pump, have no, pump they, cheese they, out of the little pump. It was they, awesome. They took it away and brought it back. I don't know. I I don't eat what eat there very frequently anymore. I don't know if it's back again or not, but I know they took it away and people were pretty outraged. So yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so that's my number three. All right. We are on to number twos and number ones. <laughs> yeah. Joking, joking there somewhere. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling, Joe, I have a feeling that we probably have the same for um, number one and number two, maybe not in the order. So it seems to me like we probably should tag team these last ones. Probably. So I will we, say, we, let me just, are we moving parks? I'm moving parks. We're moving I am. parks. We're yeah. Moving. And I think you're finally going to move out of your park. <laughs> I am moving to I am, as my out of my land. Forget the park. I'm in the same <laughs> land. <laughs> I yeah, seriously, you're moving out of your land. Um, my number two, which is probably Joe's number one, but my number two is Horizons. That that is you. You are correct. That is my number one. In my number one favorite park, by the way, Epcot. Yeah. Same, same here. Epcot, absolutely fantastic. Um, hopefully, unfortunately, we'll have to see what happens with all the uh, refurbishment going on and what, how that's going to progress through this issue that we're having now with uh, um, all the construction stopping, hopefully, because uh, a lot of the stuff that they announced just sounds really awesome. Um, it does. But it does. Yeah. It's just all up in the air right now. But getting back to the list, Hold Horizons. On. Your number one, my number two, uh, opened in 1983, uh, one of the originals, closed in 1999 Whoa. to make room for Mich- – oh, yeah, I'm sorry, a year after the wasn't original. Re- right? Correct. It was a the one exactly one year after. Yeah. yeah. The day, yeah this was, this was going to be one of the centerpieces of Epcot Center, exactly. and, and yeah, and it was um, kind of loosely based on – not loosely, but really based on – it was sponsored by GE – And based on the family that was in the Carousel of Progress getting older and moving into the future. And that's one of my things. Um, It's generally believed that that's the case. I believe it's the case. But I was hearing there was some dissension about that. Like, that's not originally what it was supposed to be. I can't think of the Imagineer who did this now. But he's one of my favorite Imagineers. Anyways, yeah. um, uh, Let's see. Open at 83. Closed in 99 to make room for mission space. I can't say, though, that this is why it was my number two. The replacement is awesome. I got to say, I'm one of those people who actually loves mission space. You know that. I can write it multiple times. The orange orange version, I love it. I think it's just a great, great ride. Um, You know my beef beef with mission space. I do. <laughs> it is. It's it, it's a great ride. It's well done. But you know my beef with Mission Space. I do. I am claustrophobic, and I don't I like <laughs> when the screen comes that close to my face. I freak out every single time. 
I know. And I do ride it still. And I'll ride it. I'll ride it when you come down because you always pick it as one of our fast passes. Right. But, <laughs> but, but it really, if I'm choosing my own fast passes, I will never pick Mission Space. And and I I, I do always kind of, and I, and it has, Mission Space has awesome music. It's, it's, it's not rough. a grand attraction like Horizons. I mean, it's a yeah. ride. It's over in, you know, yes. I know they try and kind of with a pre-show and everything, try and make it grand, but it is, it is a ride and you're done in five minutes. Um, but Horizons was just awesome. It was. Just it one was of those awesome. things. Yep. Yeah. 15 so minutes. It, it, yeah. Yeah, fifteen-minute ride, which is awesome. It was, uh, it's it, well, I'm describing where where Mission Space is now, but it's in the eastern side of Future World. Um, it uses Disney's Omnimover conveyance system, which, which, I got that from the internet, and I'm right. not sure that this is really generally considered an Omnimover. You sort of just sat sideways on the whole the ride the whole time. Well, did it, it, it did turn. I'm sorry, it did turn. Now I'm remembering it did turn. It. it and and it, you did really kind of like sit sideways, but you know you were suspended, and that was yeah. another thing that was cool about it. It, it, was, it was more like cool. Peter Pan's flight, where you were suspended from the ceiling, yeah. and um, so you're, you know, you would move along the track, and and um, of course at the end you picked your own ending, which was great too. Which was, which was awesome. That was one of the yeah, yeah. one of the one I of the mean, really yeah. cool things. You yeah. got to pick your own ending, and it it is obviously I, I cannot think of another ride that you could you you did this on any no. kind of attraction but you actually um um were able to pick where you were going to go at the end if you were going to go to space the sea or the desert um and the majority ruled so everyone got right. to touch uh uh little buttons on the front to right. make their just you know make their uh um yeah, these, make these their decision people. These were four-person ride vehicles, so I don't know what happened if it was a tie. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. It doesn't matter because no one picked desert, so it was always right. going to be sea or space. And, 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 and you know, in desert and all these scenes, desert too, uh, they they were huge. I mean, yeah. these these models that they built to film these. I mean, these thing these end the ending scenes took forever to film. They were amazing. But yep. Amazing, and and the ride itself was just. It started off um, in, I think they would call it future port. And you're going to basically get on your flight into the future. And it starts out in the past. And you go past um, the author's, old author's version of the future. Jules Verne is, again, featured again, um, yeah. from the Earth to the Moon. And then you go to kind of the stylized 50s version of the future. One and of then, my favorite parts of the whole it, ride. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Robot Butler. Robot Butler. <laughs> robot Butler is one of my favorites. It's a robot. Yeah, it's a, pretty stationary, yeah. except for his arm vacuuming. The same was, part of rug for... Right. <laughs> for... <laughs> Whatever. That was the iconic. That was the iconic uh, Horizons, you know, picture. When you when they showed a picture for Horizons, it always seemed yeah. to be the robot, robot butler. butler. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, and the um, woman in the tub. And, 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 and <laughs> right. And, and and then we moved on to the to meet the family, who was the centerpiece of the ride, the father, the mother, and the children that were living in the different places. Uh, and they lived in the places we get to pick from at the end, the sea, the 
space. space and the desert. And uh, we move through the different scenes and see how we will, technology will yeah, help technology us. Technology will allow us to live in these places. Live in these places in the future. And um, uh, it just, it again, it was 15 minutes. It had a fantastic score. I mean, and it, in the middle, there was this IMAX screen of space. And there was these, you know, this, astronauts and and just uh you would go right by them with your ride vehicle of course you're hanging from the ceiling it feels like you're kind of out in space in a way yeah in a way. without a was, doubt it yeah. gave you a, a definite uh, feeling of motion yeah 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 and it was it was um just really a great ride it was you know one of those you know it wasn't an original epcot center attraction but it was along the lines of all those original epcot center attractions where it was kind of a world's fair type attraction you know kind edutainment. of edutainment edutainment right? yeah. yeah. like like the futurama that would be at the 39 1939 new york world's fair or futurama 2 that was at the 64 world's fair this was kind of along those lines and um you know sadly you know times change and tastes change and and uh there were rumors that you know there was a sinkhole under the building I yeah think, i think that that you know that's kind of been dispelled that there is there there may be a sinkhole at epcot but it's it's more towards um the odyssey restaurant and right. and not really by horizons and um it was the first building i can remember at Walt Disney World that was not reused that was completely demolished and which was and it, shocking to me too it was shocking and yeah and it was it I was, was there when they yeah. were demolishing that I remember I, I remember too. seeing that yep yeah and I remember I and remember that building kind of, was fantastic it was such a cool futuristic a, looking building it almost looked like a spaceship it you did know? look like yep the bridge of the the bridge of yeah. the spaceship with those windows that were in the middle it yep, was, right up in yep. front it was we'll definitely so, we'll throw a picture of uh uh, we'll throw a picture of the of the building and the notes. There's any number of a million sites that <laughs> that have the picture of Horizons because it was one of those buildings that you know everyone loved. It was just such a cool looking building. It was. It was. Yeah. And uh, of course, like like all the uh, other Epcot attractions at the time, it had its own theme song, uh, New Horizons, and of course, it was another one of those songs that if you hear it, it'll get stuck yeah. in your head. <laughs> <laughs> we won't sing it this time we're, no we're not gonna sing it no because i i'm not talented enough to sing this one that's for sure i wasn't talented enough to sing the other ones but this one for sure <laughs> i was gonna do a quote but then i couldn't remember the name of the doc but uh what if spot floats away that's yeah yeah and get your goes, sneaker yeah my sneaker's then, floating away what if spot floats away, away? I always remember. What if I float away? <laughs> I always remember when I was when I was a kid. I would he would go, "Why does spot floats away?" And I would go, "Then he would die an icy death yeah, in the blackness of space." Horrible, horrible, horrible death. <laughs> like like in uh, in Outland. Remember that movie Outland? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean Connery, right? Sean, Connery, Sean Connery. Yeah, that's right. Yep, yep. I can't believe you remember it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yep. So this was this was definitely a, a a absolutely one of the one of the attractions that we clearly both miss. And I think that's generally like you know one of the attractions that get missed for the for, you know one of the way up there on the lists 
of of attractions that are missed for a lot of people who remember Epcot in the olden days. You know, we are we are not alone. There are a no. lot of folks that lament the um, the uh, the Epcot Center that was lost. I mean, times have changed. I mean, people yeah. just don't have the attention span or the desire really to to go on these edutainment rides that that lasted 15 20 minutes and and it's a shame but it, it is a reality i mean disney is ultimately a company that has to make money i mean yeah. to stay alive and 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 these you know they do guest satisfaction surveys and these things were not highly rated and horizons um uh, after its 10-year run, GE, who was the sponsor, also the sponsor of the Carousel of Progress, another tie-in with that, uh, did not renew their sponsorship. And um, the attraction was slated to close. It actually reopened because Test Track was so delayed. Uh, if you remember at the time, uh, anybody out there, the Test Track was was supposed to open, I believe, in like 97 and didn't open for two years until like, I would say like 90, was it 99? Is that when it test yeah. track? I, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. That so, wasn't only because the wheels were getting torn up so often, was it? I mean, there was any, there was a whole bunch of technical there reasons, was, right? Yeah, there was, there was a, there, that was a really advanced ride system. And yeah, the, the, we, the tires was one of the things, but there was, there was a, a bunch of other issues, I believe. And if you want to actually give a shout out to, um, Martin's videos or Martin's vids, uh, on, uh, online, um, or on YouTube, uh, and he's very active at the WDW magic boards as Marnie, his videos are amazing. I mean, the guy is like a treasure. I mean, his, he's, documented so many lost rides at Walt Disney World and so many rides. Um, and it, without him, some of these would be, just be lost. So, you know, uh, if you want to see any of these rides we're talking about, go to Martin's Vids and he'll have not just a video of the ride itself, but a history of the attraction as well. And the videos are fantastic. Some of them hours long. Mm, we'll definitely have to put a link in the, uh, in yeah. the notes okay. yeah, for yeah. that because, yeah, awesome. Absolutely awesome. Yeah. Yep. Fantastic to watch. And yeah, like you said, the history, everything is there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So um, is there anything more to be said about Horizons? Uh, it is no. nothing that I can, yeah, nothing not that that I can the, think of off the top of my head. It will it be was, missed. It's closed, closed and demolished, um, demolished the building yeah. and mission space is in its place. And, and, yeah. and that's really about it. And uh, and oh, oh, and one other thing, if if you want to see a cool site about it, uh, Horizons, there is a site called the Mesa Verde Times, where these two uh, gentlemen that used to work at Horizons <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> documented how they used to sneak into all the different scenes in the backstage areas. And I mean, I'm telling you right now, if you're a fan of Horizons and you go to this website, be prepared to be there for hours. <laughs> I, I, you know, I have to admit, almost every one of those videos stress me out because I think <laughs> that these guys are going to get caught at any yeah, time. Exactly. Like yeah, they, yeah. they counted which ride, um, uh, which ride cart they were in, like number whatever 63 and then they made sure that they followed that through to get back on number 63 because there was something in the uh you know like the automatic shut off of the of the ride that would 
what way people or for some reason make sure that people were in there or was it the ride operator i forget yeah, yeah i don't know but they were running they, of course, they had videos too which yeah you could see in the rides oh, you right. know? <laughs> yeah these guys are running to catch back up to their, their ride <laughs> cart. cart number 63 <laughs> yeah, yeah. i mean exactly. but, and, and and these guys did this so many times i mean this like i said if you go to this site and you're a fan of horizons be prepared to be there for hours because they're going to show you the inside and outside of every backstage, oh, yeah. area, every scene, everything. I mean, these guys, if you love Horizons, this is the site for like you. These guys did. Yeah, uh, they loved, biggest, yeah these, these guys loved Horizons. Without a doubt. My <laughs> and, biggest takeaway from all their videos was that the uh, woman in the bubble bath was anatomically correct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say, uh, yes, I'm a child. <laughs> but also i'm surprised <laughs> yeah yep, yep, yep. that seems quite unnecessary <laughs> yes <laughs> disney disney is all about the details my yeah, friend <laughs> apparently <laughs> all right anyway, so it. we're moving on, this on is number one my, yep, yep number one you're number, number one, one for number joe two. number no the other way around yep yep and now uh, on to on to number your number two my number one I'm assuming, although we didn't talk about this beforehand it's just kind of an obvious choice to me. It is. But We're in the Joe, same you're, park, right? you're number We're... two. Yes, in the same park, yes. the west side on the west side. Correct. Now. Yep. <laughs> what is your number two, Joe? My number two journey into imagination. Oddly enough, that's my number one. 1983 <laughs> to 1998. Yeah, the original version. The original the, version. The original before it became version. Journey into Your Imagination. Which oh, yeah, we yeah, would yeah. like to forget. And then then uh, ultimately Journey into Your Imagination with Figment. With Figment. That we, we also kind of like to forget. but not, not, quite, not quite as bad <laughs> as the second one. <laughs> no. I will say... The only redeeming thing of Journey into Your Imagination, which was the second version there, is the upside down toilet that actually flushed. Yeah, okay, yeah. Like it was that swollen <laughs> water right above your head, and you thought, yeah. how is that doing that? It's all gone now because apparently it had a leaking problem that right, right. Uh, just never was fixed, and they just removed right. all the water. But yeah, that's right. the right. only redeeming value of Journey into Your Imagination. So, yep, Journey into Imagination. Number one with uh, Dreamfinder and Figment. So these were the two characters that Disney came up to, you know, to put into into Epcot. I mean, Epcot was originally going to be a park without any characters. When Epcot first opened, before they ultimately did put characters in Epcot, Figment was it. Figment was the only character, really, in Epcot and Dreamfinder. And... um, and uh, this was the ride. Great walk around character too, by the way. They, he that, was a Dreamfinder and Figment. was were, awesome. They were awesome. awesome. They were. And, and uh, yeah, you want to go through how this ride went? You would. You would. Uh, well, this one's ahead. yours. I, yeah, you know, I, I, I. This is your. Uh, this is your number two. This is so, my number two. Okay. Yeah. So you would. You'd start out. I'll add the. Uh, I'll add on the with the. The color commentary as you're going along right <laughs> so you, you get in your into your ride vehicle and immediately go you would go into a and then and it's the same ride vehicles that are in the current ride too but at the time they stop now and move and then move 
-hmm. At the time, they were they were omni movers. They didn't stop, and they would. It was a continuous loading ride, and you would immediately go into this turntable scene where the Dreamfinder is in his dirigible yeah, dream limp. collector dream vacuum. right yeah, yeah. yeah. dream, dream yeah. vacuum <laughs> dream vacuum <laughs> where he's going to collect up all the the dreams and ideas and bring them to the dream board and uh and he i i am the dream finder and we we just kind of sit there and kind of float around him and yeah. and it's it's it was really cool because I know there's now turntables in say Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey and everything, but at the time this was, was so like this. unique. There was yeah. nothing like this, no. and you, how, you you came off saying how'd they do that? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, how many times around this turntable do you think you went? I don't. I mean, I'm sure we could find it on the internet, but was it I'm something sure like? Can. Yeah. It know. had to be something like three to five times. I gotta say, yeah, it had to, be. had to be. Yep. Um, but it, you're moving, and he's moving. He's pedaling his little dream vacuum, dream vacuum dirigible bike flying right, thing. Right. Yep. And along while you're watching him go through his spiel and introduce Figment and collect dreams and stuff, it it was magical. It was, it <laughs> for, was for lack magical. of a better, like you were just like, why? How is this happening? Like yeah. it's just so cool. Yep. And, and in the in the turntable scene, he comes up with a figment of imagination, and he sings a little song. And the song we uh, talked about all these other songs worm. that are catchy. This, this one is times ten. Will be in your head forever. <laughs> and I'm saying the other ones we could put them all together, and they're not. This one's yeah, gonna not, stick more. And um. When I uh, when I edit this, I'll I'll definitely put some background uh, background oh, yeah, music in this That's part cool. so people can sing along. <laughs> and uh, Figment was um, the voice of Figment was Billy Barty, um, who was in a lot of movies at the time, uh, an uh, LP little person, and um, uh, he is created by the Dreamfinder, and off they go through all the different areas of imagination there's literature scary stories there's um what else was there movies um i like the scary stories part too it was semi-thrilling yeah. part you know it wasn't just it was. like it, uh, yeah it was yeah. it was scary it was supposed yeah. to where it was a little scary it was you know it was supposed to be scary and it was a little scary you know if you were especially if you were yeah. a little kid when you're a little kid and, right? uh, this is you know, obviously right. you're towards a you know a little bit of a younger right. crowd right right and um you know, you would go through all this, and then they did take your picture at the end, right? They, they took your picture at the end, and you would show uh, up on the screen somewhere. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. They did. I, I, yeah, I believe yep. they did. Yeah, I can't think of the yeah, area. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. I remember the area. It was right when, uh, right when Figment was introducing his new. Am I confusing two rides here? But he was introducing all the ways your imagination can take you places or whatever. And there was a big flash of light before. Um, all the whatever shims dropped and now you're in this big wide colorful expanse of all the things that Figment thought up am I remembering that correctly or am I am I confusing two parts well I'll have to watch there's definitely there's definitely a part like that in the in the one that that there is now but I I think that I think you're right I think that's at the end 
there would be that was there. But anyway, that ride was amazing. And the, actually, the entire pavilion was amazing. Yeah, without a doubt, right? Because there was a thing called the Image Works, which you would always see the iconic image of, you know, the playground with the rainbow tunnel, the which rainbow is tunnel. supposedly still there. The rainbow it's still tunnel. there. Yep. 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 And <laughs> if anybody has DVC and can get into the DVC lounge, it's behind a wall. <laughs> <laughs> it's still in there. They just walled it up with drywall. Yep. Um, yep. Yep, covered it up. I, I at one point, uh, Joe and you and I were there before. I remember pointing it out to you, and we we did figure out where it should be. Um, but yeah, it's a it's drywall wall with a regular utility type doors on it now. Right. But behind that wall is the it rainbow lives. tunnel. Yeah, the rainbow lives. tunnel. Lives. <laughs> <laughs> and and then in the theater next door at the time was Magic Journeys, which. I remember going to the first time and saying to myself, I can't believe, because this was a new 3D uh, process that was invented by Kodak and Disney in conjunction together. Um, It was amazing. I mean, I would, you know, you saw 3D movies before that, but they were nothing like this. This looked like, you looked like you could reach out. Now, of course, it's commonplace now, but this was groundbreaking in 1982 when Epcot first opened. And it was just one of the things they like, you had to see this. And it wasn't just the things popping out at you or being out of the screen. It was immersive. It made you feel like you were in, in, you know, in the picture, essentially. It It was real 3D. It was. It was. It wasn't for the sake of like a little pop scare or whatever. It was. It wasn't a gimmick. No, it was for immersion. Yeah. 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 It was awesome. Let's see, what can be said more about <laughs> Journey into Imagination aside from that it was just a fantastic ride. It had all the parts that you'd want. Like on, on, um, back to that turntable, from what I understand, and it could be, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of talk around all Disney, Disney attractions and all this lore, but I believe that turntable was one of the demises of uh, the original ride. Unfortunately, it was highly technical and would and- trip security a lot uh safety safety it would yep and the ride would go down and it was also very expensive to maintain yeah it was you know like we're saying a a, a excellent a fantastic effect and like a lot of fantastic effects it's expensive to maintain and then you know when times change um and guest satisfaction ratings go down for certain rides they decided to change them, and yep. they decided to give the Imagination uh, Pavilion a um, an overhaul in 1998. Um, I guess it was the next year, or was it two years later? Was it in 2000? 2001, or I believe. 2001. I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong, yeah. but I thought it was refurbished in 2001. Yeah. 2001. Okay. Anyway, um, Michael Eisner... <laughs> famously came famous, to ride the, the, the new attraction <laughs> after it was revamped and was furious when he got off and said, what did you do with my $80 million? <laughs> and uh, told him to immediately shut it down. And I could tell you, it wasn't open for very long. And I was one of the people that wrote it a few times and it was terrible. And it was absolutely terrible. It was, it was open for two years. It was open yeah, for two years. 1999 to 2001. Yep. Yeah. And, and, terrible. Uh, and after that, um, Michael Eisner said, fix it. 
And uh, I don't think they really ever have fixed it. I think no. the new one is is passable. It's certainly much better than the one before it. But um, th- what they decided to do was take the uh, after Magic Journeys closed, there was a uh, Honey, I um, Shrunk the Audience was the, yep. the Magic Eye theater movie starring um, Eric Idle from Monty Python as Dr. Nigel Channing. Um, a role that I think he wasn't even really cast for, but kind of stumbled upon and it was a huge hit and, uh, they that decided a to fantastic. Attraction. It was a great, it yeah. was a great, that, that's on my fifth top 15 list. <laughs> it's definitely up there. <laughs> the mice, the mice running under your yeah. seats was one of those it's things that everyone, one of the great, you know, every once in a while you heard somebody say, uh, hello, hello, is this thing on? And I'm like, I immediately think <laughs> yeah. of that movie. Immediately. <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic. And, um, and uh, um, but anyway, that was such a hit. They decided to move him over to the ride, and with not such spectacular results. No. So, um, unfortunately, uh, there's been rumors of another another Imagination Pavilion overhaul ever since. It's not announced in the um, big overhaul of Epcot that's going on now. But um, there were people that thought that that this could be coming shortly after that overhaul was done but uh who I knows was shocked what, it wasn't announced in the original i had I, my I, fingers crossed I, I since 2001 yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're getting numb yeah 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 i know <laughs> it's been a long time my friend <laughs> oh, oh my goodness this it was a very such, neglected corner you know oh without a doubt for, to, for but, to go from what it was to what it is ugh, it's such a such a mess on disney's part and that you know that's not an often said thing, you know. It was just such a huge miss. It was unbelievable, and and to fix it by just throwing figment back in the ride really was, isn't. Uh... <laughs> it was one of those um, like an an eye opening moment for me when I wrote it for the first time. Uh, it was like uh, when Disney closed something and reopened it. You always expected it to be better, and it always and always right. was. And this Always was the first was. time, this was the first time that I was like, whoa, yeah, that what is happened awful. here. <laughs> what? Are you serious? This is it? And, and it was, and, and I'm, you know, like I say, my fingers are crossed too and numb and I'd, I'd even give up my favorite restrooms to get that, make that nope, area nope, more, nope, more, not going there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, t- we Don't tell, tell everybody. That's a secret. Tell yeah. everybody about those restrooms. That's our that's a secret. Best secret restrooms at Epcot. <laughs> yeah, I will not give those up. Oh um, yeah. No. <laughs> the restrooms stay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I really thought there was going to be uh in in this most recent refurb, I thought for sure. Uh, because it was such a no-brainer for me the things that they did i was um i'm totally like some of the things were surprising and i wouldn't have been surprised if they decided to refurb this i would have been like yeah 100 percent, yeah but it didn't and that's the surprise yeah yeah that was a it was a surprise for me as well and it really was and you know not that i'm disappointed with what they're doing i mean i'm not i'm not big with the beauty and the beast uh sing-along but i i have done um the new movies in the land um, and uh, Canada and, uh, and and they're both very good. And uh, so, so far what I've seen has been very good in the, in the uh, rehab, but um, 
uh, there's a lot more to come, obviously. Yeah. Half, the, half the park is walled off. I mean, Epcot yeah. is a basic construction site right now. But, you know, good things are to come. And, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully <laughs> they're not going to be empty spaces because those buildings, the Communicore is demolished or the Communicore or, or, or uh, interventions. <laughs> interventions, you were reaching a little too far back there. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's completely pretty much demolished. So, so unless it's going to be empty spaces, they're, they're going to have yeah. to build something there. And I hope the budgets don't get cut too much because yeah. it just seems like, um, you know, every time, every time the last time Disney turned around after fixing all their parks around the rest of the world to fix Walt Disney World was 2008. And we all know what happened then. And and now here we are uh, 12 years later and and they're finally turning around to fix everything at Walt Disney World. And now we've got. Uh, the coronavirus and yeah. uh, unfortunately i i hope we're not the victims here again because you know uh not to be selfish or you know but well, florida, is, right, florida, right. florida is florida is <laughs> you know disney's premier property really <laughs> yeah yep yep i couldn't agree more yeah so hopefully it's phase two phase two of the uh of the epcot refurb um yeah uh, well, so so that was our top five list. We uh, we originally thought this podcast would probably go around a half hour. If you haven't noticed anything else about this podcast, Joe and I can talk. If you yes. get us talking about theme parks, specific, you know, especially Disney, any of the Disney parks, we can talk. Yeah. So well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> hold on to your hats because for this podcast. Gary and I did not mix up a drink, but on the, right. in, in our future podcast, we promised you a drink, which, of course, we're not just going to mix up and pour down the sink. We're going to drink it. Yeah, we're going to drink it. Makes us talk we, even more. And we drink it, we're going to talk <laughs> even more. So hold on to your hats, people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is uh, we, we've made it to the closing. It yeah, is uh, yeah. it's yeah. it's you know, fun. it's yeah, it has been fun. I uh you know it's it's always fun to chat chat um theme parks and it's always fun to chat about the uh the past disney parks and some of the memories that we had and you know some of the things that we experienced and hopefully the people who are listening to this would enjoy that too Um, when when we were talking about you know the subject for this our first podcast we we felt like that people needed something nostalgic or to make them feel good at, at a time like this. So hopefully that this brings back good memories for everybody. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. That is a, that is it. Joe, do you have a, do you have a closing statement? I do actually. Um, and it, maybe it is, it's even apropos at a time like this, but I, I, I want to say in the famous words of Warren Zevon, enjoy every sandwich. Fantastic. One of my favorites. All right. All right. We are uh, we are out. All right. So 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 you're saying that you think maybe some from from your perspective now, do, do you know something about uh, life and death that maybe I don't know? No. Not unless I know how much how much you're supposed to enjoy every sandwich. Mhm. You know?